All right, all right, folks. Welcome back to Streamcatchers. Back at you with another episode of What If Review. I am one of your hosts, AB, along with... I'm Jack. What's going on? Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing real well. How are you? Feeling good. Feeling great. We, uh, like I said, another episode of What If. This time it is What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes. Yeah. Uh, different sort of structure this week i think uh than what we've seen mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks what'd you what'd you think of the episode um you know i liked it it wasn't amazing it's not uh i don't think it's it's the same caliber we've seen i don't think it's as good as episodes one and two i think that the premise is kind of cool but um i don't know I, I i feel like this one's lacking and i'm, I'm really not sure where so maybe after we dive in we'll kind of discover what it is that i have a problem with this episode but i didn't think it was uh i didn't think it was great i thought it was it was good what about you you know it's kind of a consensus i've seen online a bit a lot of people are, are kind of mixed on it um mm-hmm. i really love shows and movies that are murder mysteries and so this is kind of right up my alley you know it's a situation where somebody's getting killed we got to find out who did that that's I'm, that's all that's all i love so yeah, um, I did like that, and I did like the story, and I, it, it kept me guessing, and I really enjoyed watching it unfold. I don't disagree that it's not as good uh, as you know the Captain Carter episode or the Black Panther Star Lord episode. Um, it's definitely probably I think it's probably the weakest of the three so far, but I did still really yeah. enjoy it. And, um, yeah, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun, and I, I liked a lot of the um, different threads that they took, and yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah, going into it, I didn't know I didn't know what this episode was going to be about at all. Um, in fact, like I, I had seen, I think a day or two ago, I had seen like a screenshot from the um, the episode where Spider Man's wearing the Doctor Strange cape. So that's kind of what I was expecting going into this one. And neither character is in this in this episode yeah. at all. It's a completely different one. Um, I like what you said about the murder mystery because that's that's really what it was and. Um, I think that they chose really good characters to chug the story along. I really liked the, uh, you know, exploring the the dynamic. I mean, not really exploring the dynamics because these characters were around in phase one, but just the Black Widow, uh, Nick Fury, Agent Coulson uh, trio uh, moving the story along. I thought that was, I thought that was great. I love Agent Coulson. So uh, any t- any chance to, to get him back in the action is great. Yeah, Coulson's a good character. It was cool to see him back. I uh, I think when we were about to record last week's episode, you you thought maybe Loki was going to be involved, mm-hmm. and so I I knew that. And then of course the day before the episode aired, they showed Nick Fury and Black Widow. So I'm I'm kind of with you. I didn't really know what to expect on this. So mm-hmm. it was the one that was the most. I had the most questions going into it. The other ones were kind of self-explanatory. This one was was definitely like, what are we going to get here? Um, mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. So. Uh, let's do some quick hits. I'll just run down a quick brief synopsis and then we can riff on uh, our thoughts throughout the episode more in depth. Uh, again, folks, we always assume you've seen these episodes. So if you uh, haven't and don't want to get spoiled, make sure you cut us off and come back if you had a chance to check it out. Otherwise, uh, this episode pretty much picks up uh, a little bit before the, well, actually, no, it picks up right at the, in the middle of uh, Iron Man 2, where Nick Fury is about to put the Avengers together. Uh, he goes up to get Iron Man while he's hanging out at Randy's Donuts out in uh, L.A. And uh, Black Widow goes to inject him with the, the uh, that, I don't know, serum or medication that's supposed to slop down, stop, slow down uh, the virus or disease, whatever it is that's killing him. As she does that, it kills Tony, 
she gets framed for his murder. Um, and then really one by one, the every other member of the Avengers either gets murdered or framed for murder and then murdered. Uh, Hawkeye is framed for Thor's death. Uh, he gets, Hawkeye then gets murdered while he's being kept by S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Bruce Banner as the Hulk, uh, his, he blows up, which was a really, really imaginative way to kill the Hulk. Uh, yeah. Black Widow is sort of uh, on the run because she was framed for the murder of Iron Man. So uh, while she's on the run, Nick Fury's got her trying to figure out what's going on in the background. Right as she does, she gets murdered. Um, so Nick Fury's trying to figure out what's going on. He's about to call Captain Marvel. He's even showed the beeper, which is a fun little spot. When Asgard pops in, Loki and all of the, you know, Lady Sif and the Warriors Three and every and all these, all these Asgardian uh, soldiers, they come in and they're about to lay waste to Earth. Nick Fury sort of strikes up a deal. Uh, he's trying to figure out what happens. Ultimately, he does. He and Loki work out an agreement to go and figure out uh, how to stop the uh, mystery killer. Of course, it's Hank Pym as Yellow Jacket who. Uh, is exacting revenge on S.H.I.E.L.D. because Hope in this scenario dies as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is the uh, nexus event, for lack of a better word, that sort of brought us off track. Um, they arrest him. Everything goes well. Loki eventually does end up trying to take over Earth again, and the episode ends with Nick Fury uncovering Captain America from the ice with Captain Marvel in tow, so trying to build a new Avengers. Um Good recap. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Nicely time. done. Nicely done. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a, a lot happened. A lot to digest in one episode. Um, I, I kind of like the idea. I, I like that the um, the what if scenarios aren't exactly spoiled in the title. This is the second time that the that the exact nexus event, as you called it, is. Uh, it's it's not exactly in the title, right? Because in the in the in the previous episode, the 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 nexus event was Yandu outsourcing or uh, delegating the responsibility of of getting uh, Peter Quill, and that goes south. Uh, and then in this one, you know, they they really couldn't say, you know, in the title what the the nexus event was because it was about hope. It's all about hope. It was about Hope Van Dyne, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to use her in the title because that was kind of that would have spoiled the the uh, yeah. the ending of the of the mystery, really. Yeah, I, that's a good point, actually, because yeah, the and and, and it's funny too because the Yandu one was really early in that episode. I mean, it was one of the first five or six minutes, I believe. And then, yeah, this one yeah. you don't find out until the absolute. I mean, not the absolute end, but it's, it's like five right minutes before, left. Yeah, yeah, right before the climax, at least, and so. Um, that's a good um, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I do like the idea that we kind of have to figure it out as we go, as opposed to just here it is and then boom, we're off to the races. I think, yeah, making it part of the part of the fun reveal, it adds a lot of depth to the episode itself, and that's a good point. I don't know mm -hmm. if we should call them Nexus events because that's another thing I wanted to talk about. I don't know what you would call it. I guess just the the, the weird event that I, the I mean, butterfly I effect is yeah the the one change that alters alters the the reality of the universe i i guess they are nexus events but my my gripe is where's the tva if we have all these <laughs> nexus events that are yeah. happening yeah so is this are we supposed to think that this is like a, a sacred timeline for their universe I don't. I don't really know the rules of the multiverse. All this is so confusing to consider. That's what I'm saying, and that's what I brought up right maybe before this this show came out, where it's like, 
I really hope Marvel is careful with how they handle the multiverse because in Loki, we have established that Nexus events set off an, a, an event. The TVA has to, has to knock that off. And they've yeah. also established that this is canon. This isn't some side thing. Like this is happening in the greater multiverse. So maybe this is all happening post killing he who remains. And so the TVA, yes. but they didn't fall. They're still the thing, right? So yeah, they have bigger fish to fry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I like Loki a lot, but like the rules that, that it set up, are uh confusing when you when you when you involve every other story from the mcu you know what i mean when you look at just loki through the lens of loki it all makes sense it's all kind of concise and everything but then when you think about these other you know portions of the mcu it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense especially when when you also considered the you know the multiverse which is coming and what if is sort of part of that um, just because it begs the question of, you know, you know, what if this is different? Well, this is, this is how it is here. This is how it is there. And they're separate. That's multiverse, right? That's a multiverse idea. Yeah. And then also there's, there's several, I don't know if I should say several, a couple time travel stories within the MCU and time travel is also kind of breaking time in itself. Uh, it, it's, it's just a lot to consider with the, with the rules that Loki set up. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility we see time travel come up again, at least in smaller, maybe maybe it's not a full time heist, the whole movie center, centered around it, or maybe it's not like low key, again, the whole show is centered around it. But I do think it's possible that we see time travel in some capacity again. I mean, yeah. man, quantum mania, they're going to be in the quantum realm. So that begs the, the, the thought that maybe we're going to see some time yeah. travel in there. Who knows? Maybe there's a possibility that we see time travel in Fantastic Four. Maybe that's how they enter the fold, right? It's like, that would be cool. It's like, how, you know, you're right. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, I guess, potential plot holes that could really spring up if they're not careful because of the logic that they established mm -hmm. in Loki. But we'll see. I don't know. It's a, it's a small gripe, but it's like, this was the next show after Loki. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like, we were we have just established what the rules are and now we were just like eh, whatever <laughs> this is fun yeah so yeah. speaking of uh fun what was your uh what was your favorite death probably hulk <laughs> watching the hulk explode uh i thought that you know i mean it's uh, it makes you think right because because hulk is supposed to be you know invincible and unkillable and everything and and hank pym does it easily you know, uh, I, I, and another thing was how well What If did it. Like, I mean, conceptually, when you think about enlarging someone's heart to a point where they explode and something so massive as the Hulk being that thing that explodes, you think uh, that's going to be a horrific bloodbath. And they really cleaned it up pretty nicely <laughs> and made it a little PG. <laughs> I didn't think about a, that. but <laughs> That's a sick idea. You're you're right. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, they could have very easily had Black Widow just drenched in mm -hmm. Hulk's blood. Um, I I would say that was probably my favorite death as well. And it was it was one of those where I thought he might be the one that doesn't die just because he really can't. Yeah. And then and then of course he does, and it's like, well, how did he how did he blow up? I thought that maybe the whatever it was got in him, and it was just like a time bomb that the bomb blows up inside of him. And then, yeah. of course, when they show how he's actually, uh, how Hank is actually killing everybody, 
he throws one of those devices that enlarges whatever and that's how he enlarges his heart and yeah it was a I thought it was a really creative way to kill off the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. When they were um, when they were doing all these deaths, deaths to you know, actually, once we're while we're talking about uh, Hulks, Mark Ruffalo uh, got to voice uh, uh, Phase One Hulk for yeah, he did. I guess kind of the first time. I mean, not really for the first time because Avengers in his Phase One, but this was Edward Norton Hulk timeline, and so we we've got a uh, you know a, a nicely animated version of of mark ruffalo hulk that's true i didn't think about that that's a really good point because yeah edward norton was bruce banner slash the hulk and Mm -hmm. that didn't last long unfortunately unfortunately it's a weird i love edward norton but i also love mark ruffalo as as banner so it's kind of a a bittersweet thing i suppose but um, yeah yeah good point they really did animate him really well and yeah Mm -hmm. it was like a scene i I didn't even catch it it was just by now mark ruffalo is, is bruce banner like that's Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's been Bruce Banner for almost a decade, almost 10 years. Nine years now, yeah. So good uh, good yeah. catch there. So anyway, what I was going to say is is when they were doing all these deaths, I really thought that uh, that the the episode was leading up to Captain America saving the day. I and, thought uh, we were going to see him sooner than we We didn't really see him, but I thought we would definitely see him pop up at some point. Yeah, so I wrote in my notes, I, I kept track of the timeline a little bit just because they made it really easy for us um, mm-hmm. in this episode with, uh, you know, Monday, like they even show on screen, this is Monday, this is Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And um, I think there's even, isn't there a, sh- uh, a live action short on a DVD extra somewhere called uh, either Fury's Big Week or Coulson's Big Week? Or something like that, because I mean, for a long time we've known that the events of Iron Man two, Hulk, and Thor took place within a week. But yes. this is the first time that we've really followed Shield close enough so that we see their interaction with all of these characters in the timeline order. So I wrote down Monday being Iron Man two, Tuesday, Thor which I have uh, a, a little bit of a gripe about. Wednesday, Hulk, uh, Thursday, blank, and then Friday, Captain America on ice. Okay. So in timeline order, as I would understand it, I thought that Hulk took place in between Iron Man's one and two, and then Thor was after everything. I thought Thor was or not. Because I watched Thor, then Captain America, then Avengers. I know you prefer we- to do it in in uh chronological order and i prefer to do it in release order and that's the difference there is yeah because theatrically yes iron man then a hulk and iron man 2 and thor and cat that that's the order that they came out but in real time you know real mcu time right iron man 2 is supposed to take place like directly after iron man 1 mm-hmm. so yeah that's and that and if i was going to watch hulk which i don't but that's the order i'd watch it in uh, i would do iron man iron man 2 hulk thor and then of course i do captain america first because the whole movie takes place in 40 in the 40s 40s yeah. whatever it is and, and you know, except for that last scene which doesn't really need to be at the end doesn't change anything so um but yeah that is that is the quote-unquote mcu real time that they they say you should watch it in but i mean yeah. I don't think it matters too much if you're just watching them. No, no, not really. I guess I guess the um, 
the main thing that uh, that surprised me about their timeline was that Captain America being found frozen was after they tried to initiate most of the Avengers already because the title of the first Captain America movie is Captain America the First Avenger. Yeah, but that's because he technically is the first Avenger because he's the first to get the super soldier serum. You know, and he sets yeah. off this whole chain event of even as we'd find out in Falcon Winter Soldier how they had super soldier testing on all those African-American soldiers, Isaiah Bradley, for example. And mm-hmm. then, of course, you know, Iron Man is the next guy. And, and then the whole Hulk starts because he was trying to recreate the super soldier serum, right? So it's like he technically is the first Avenger. He just might not have been the first recruit, technically. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would argue it was uh, Natasha. Natasha? Yeah. Why just would you because... say Natasha? Just because she wasn't recruited on screen and she was brought in to help recruit Iron Man. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I guess if you're going to go by that logic, the first Avenger would probably be Captain Marvel because the whole Avenger initiative was named after her. I guess that's true. I suppose that's true. So she was, she knew Fury before any of them. So I think that they consider, I don't think the title of Captain America, the first Avenger is meant to be taken that literally. I think it's supposed to just be, He's the first real superhero that we've yeah. ever had, and you know, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I definitely, yeah, I hear what you, I, I agree. Uh, we're definitely uh, <laughs> getting way too into it and being a dead horse <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, I let me let me just express my my little bit of a gripe about the way that they set up Thor. Uh, they so they show that it's Tuesday. And then they show the um, the post credit scene of I want to say it's Iron Man two, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, where Mueller. they show yeah, where they show the hammer in the Sorry, in the crater in the desert, and Coulson rolls up, calls Nick Fury, um, which I I love that they brought in scene after scene of of the the movies into this episode. I mean, I know that's kind of the point that that's the, that's what they're doing with the series. But yeah. this this episode specifically has been has done a really good job of showing the scenes in a, either in a different light or from a different perspective or even like yep. an advanced version or like an expanded version. Super cool. But anyway, they show Thor's hammer in the desert at the beginning of Tuesday and Tuesday night. Shield has this gigantic facility set up in less than twenty four hours. I don't know. Just seems unrealistic, even for it's Shield. Shield though, it's Shield. <laughs> I mean, they just got. I mean, they've got supercomputers set up. They've got all these weird tube hallways. They've got like a prison cell. Like I don't know, just a little, little much. I'm trying to remember too because it's been that's been at least a few months since I've seen Thor. At what point in that movie was the um, was that set up? It's mm, a good question. Because I mean. The movie shows probably. Mjolnir yeah, going halfway. to. The movie shows Mjolnir going to Earth, and then there's that scene where everybody's trying to pull it, right. and then that's when Coulson and Shield come up, and it's like the next scene where that that stuff is set up, and I mean that's all supposed to happen pretty quickly. So, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I think it probably it definitely is too soon, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe they just did that conveniently, and it's kind of just like, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, 
we're talking about something where we're with gods and people wearing iron. I know, I know, I know. Super soldiers. <laughs> the problem we've got. <laughs> snapping your, I think you just, I think you're, I appreciate trying to find topics to talk about, but it's like. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I guess I, I love, uh, I love really, really good continuity. And uh, sometimes I like to point out when they maybe break it a little bit, but I will say the next time I watch Thor, I'm going to be paying attention uh, a little bit more to, when scenes are taking place, when there's, you know, a day, you know, uh, a definite, like this was the end of this day, it's the beginning of an, uh, a new day, um, just for, you know, my own kicks. In your defense, they definitely could have did that like on Wednesday, at least like another day, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's S.H.I.E.L.D. though, right? Like they, mm -hmm. they have, the. They, I just assume they have the ability to do whatever they want and I just accept it. That's <laughs> just. They're shield. They are shield. shield. Yeah. Um, I'm with I'm with you though. To rewind it back to Cap, I, I kept waiting yeah. and waiting and waiting for him to pop up. Um, mm -hmm. I don't mind that he didn't. And I even there was even a point where I thought he's going to call Captain Marvel because obviously back then he couldn't. We hadn't done all of what we've done, but now yeah. we know he's got the beeper and all that. So I was like, maybe he's going to call her. And so mm -hmm. when he's in the he's in the SUV and he's like I'm I'm about to do it and he's got it and I'm like here she comes it's about to go down and then he throws it back <laughs> in and I was a little disappointed mm. but it was cool to see her at least at the end and at least yeah. like, all right Captain because she's supposed to be in another episode of these I think Captain Marvel is yeah I think so like as a as as, as like an main... episode yeah Ooh, I, I wonder I think, what that one's going to be about I don't know for sure this this okay. might have been the thing but. Um, I know she's supposed to be in the show at least. So if this was her one okay. episode, then whatever. But yeah, well, even though she wasn't the one to save the day, uh, you know, the unlikely alliance between Fury and Loki was pretty uh, inventive. Uh, I really liked that. What, what did you think of that? Was that not fun? That was really, yeah, that was a really creative because when Fury's talking to Pym and he's like, he does the, the backflip kick and he lands. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I know we don't have Sam Jackson for real out there, but come on, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then he starts doing all these things. And I'm like, how is he? He's just swatting him down. I don't get mm -hmm. this. And then, of course, you see more and more magic. And then when he multiplies, I'm like, oh, that's right. He's Loki. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for, for me, I, I kind of like it it, it, uh, it made me think like this is not Nick Fury when uh, when he started playing dumb about hope with with Hank. Like he, Nick Fury isn't one to play dumb. Like everybody knows that Nick Fury knows everything. Right, like, right, that, right. That just he wouldn't he wouldn't act like that. And I was, was like, oh one. yeah, he, he he probably made a deal with Loki. There was another there was another one that I didn't really catch it where Pim's like, you didn't care about her, and he goes, I didn't care, I didn't about, care any about any of them. <laughs> I was like, damn, Nick. And then and then after it revealed, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah deranged, really uh, deranged. Um, Hank Pim? Pim looked very cool. I agree. Yeah, like, even his eyebrows were a little, a little undone, and he, he yeah. looked like he was just like mad at the world. Yeah, it was crazy. Was mad scientist eyes, just hair going everywhere. Yeah, that was it. Was a uh, cool to see him as a villain. At what point did you know it was him? Um. So I had paused and rewound the part where. Um, where Natasha was on the computer and it was showing like a bunch of character portraits. And one of them was 
Janet Van Dyne. And as soon as she said, hope, it's all about hope. Before I thought of the, like the Captain Marvel line, uh, be, you know, with her being about hope, I was thinking like, oh, hope, hope Van Dyne. And I actually thought it was going to be Hope Van Dyne, like getting revenge or something. Like I, I didn't, I didn't have it figured out that it was Hank specifically, uh, but I thought Hope was going to be a character in this episode. Yeah, I could tell when Natasha was actually fighting him that it was. I was like, Ant Man, huh? Okay. Yeah. But I was like, Scott Lang isn't in yet. What? Who could this really be? And then like mm-hmm. we knew that Janet was in the quantum realm, so I was like, oh, maybe it is Hank or or, or Hope. Uh, but mm-hmm. I didn't put the hope connection together. No, as soon as she said hope, hope, I was like, okay, hope Van Dyne. It's got to be her. But then, yeah, they said somebody about something about somebody had died a few years prior. So I was like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it was it was fun though. It was a fun reveal, and and I I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, yeah. So I guess now that we've talked about that, I could say like the the what if of this episode, I guess, is what if Hope Van Dyne had been an agent of Shield. Because then that kind of shoves everything into motion, right? I mean, if if Hope had been an agent of Shield, she would have died on this mission, and it would have broken Hank, and then he would have destroyed the Avengers to get revenge on Nick Fury. Yeah, there's your there's your quote quotey fingers, big quotey fingers nexus event. Yeah, for sure, that's definitely the. I was she not already an agent of Shield? Is it not just Hope? She, I don't think so. Yeah, was she not? Okay. Janet and Hank, uh, they were you know, worked for Shield. So I, w- I wonder what happened had to happen in order for her to work for Shield, because that would be the Nexus event. True, I guess that's true. Yeah, we could take it one step further, uh, but yeah, we'll never know in the context of this episode. And it's you know it's not important that we know, but um, it's not important yeah, at all. That's... But it's like who ate a peanut butter and jelly when they were supposed <laughs> to have lamb and tuna fish that day? <laughs> yeah. This was a this was a good episode. Like I said, you know, earlier, good episode, not great. Um, I think that the episode that I'm really, really looking forward to at this point, just knowing kind of what's left based on you know trailers that we've seen, is the uh, the Gamora in Thanos armor one. I think that's the one that I'm I'm most excited about. Same. I'm really looking forward to that one, especially because the, the, of the potential that it's tied to the T'Challa Star Lord episode. Yeah. If it is, if it's not, mm-hmm. I, I still think there's a lot of potential for that story to be really good, but mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. I think between that and the Spider-Man is Dr. Strange, um, just because mm-hmm. I'm such a, it's, we, we, you know, the Spider-Man trailer has come out, the teaser has come out. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. such a big Spider-Man fan anyway. I love Dr. Strange. So I think that I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one the most. So, uh, so far. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, to the, the zombies looks cool, but I, I really don't know what to expect out of that one. You know, that, that one could be good, could be bad. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm very curious about just the rest of them. We're three in. We've got seven more. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know Six if I'd more. like this. I think it's only nine. No, it's ten. Is it ten? Okay, I thought it was nine. Visions I'm... is nine. Visions is nine. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe I'm thinking of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So seven episodes left. Uh, going into the season, I didn't know what to really expect, but – um, you know, good and, and okay episodes so far. And I've, I've really enjoyed all three of them. So yeah. um, this, the, I, I think the, the strength of this episode was the whodunit aspect along with the, mm-hmm. like you mentioned it, the scenes that are, were kind of recreated or seen from a different perspective from the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was the bright spot of the, of the episode for sure. And uh, I, yeah, we'll see what, uh, what comes to us next week, but I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, same. All right. Any other notes you want to rip on? or That's all I've got, man. What, what, you got anything else? That'll do it, I think. I think we got uh, quite a bit in. So, all right. all right. Well, folks, thanks for sticking with us to the end. If you did, as you know, if you want to support the podcast, you uh, can do that by sharing us with your friends. Let us let, uh, let everyone know what we're doing over here. If you want to talk to us on our uh, social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, they're all in the show notes. Uh, just let us know what you thought of the episode and uh, what you're looking forward to with What If moving forward. And until next time, folks, keep on keeping on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will catch you later. We love you. Goodbye.